people believe profit over everything, money over everything, revenue, bottom line over everything. That is not how we operate. You want to have a successful business. You want to have trust, brand identity from people, follow through with people. You want to see how unique you can be? Be the best fucking person you can possibly be. Period. End of discussion. What is happening, everyone? I have a very exciting newsletter or maybe data for you guys to take in the beginning of this podcast. I really, really am just pumped for you guys to have. Please listen to it all. Don't fast forward to Ross and I getting started. It's a huge opportunity for all of us. But inside, Ross and I, you already know it's fire. He came on twice in December. He's back here again in the podcast episode is insane. You better buckle up and get ready. We might call you out, but understand it's just for you to get better because we care and we love you. Welcome to the Grow Our Die podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. Share us with your friends. Tag Ross and I in it. You ready for this news? I'll see you inside. You guys, I have an awesome guest in here today who you guys heard recently, but I want to start off by asking for a favor from you guys. As you guys know, um, because of you guys sharing the podcast and supporting the podcast in every way that you have, um, it's grown and it's really cool to see the heights that it's grown to. And I want to consistently pour into this thing the way that you guys pour into the grow or die lifestyle, the mentality. And I truly believe that this venture has changed people's lives. I, I know it has. The messages I get from this podcast are just unbelievable. I mean, so I, I have Ross back here today. I'm sure after the podcast, you got messages. Bunch of them. This thing's changing people's lives. And I take a lot of pride in that. And oftentimes I feel bad because in the messages, people are like talking about me. It's not me. It's a lifestyle and it's a mentality that the people who listen to this podcast truly believe in and abide by. I have a huge opportunity that came my way. And I want to be as transparent as possible with all of you. It's something I could never turn down. It's something that is completely life-changing for me. Not because of the money, because the opportunity. I'm going to be bringing on a new sponsor into the podcast. This sponsor is putting a lot of value as any sponsor does. And it's something that I would love to hear Ross talk about with the way he sponsors and utilizes athletes. They're putting a ton of value into the ad playtime. So there's going to be an ad coming to the Grow or Die podcast. Watch it. What I'm going to do, I promise you, in every ad, I'm going to leave an educational tidbit that you will not get in the actual podcast so that there is incentive for you to watch it and, and listen to it all the way through. The ad runtime is extremely important for the language of my contract with said sponsorship company. It's a really big opportunity. It would mean a ton for me for you guys to let the ad play all the way through and to support the Grow Eye podcast continual growth by supporting the company who comes on board. When I get to announce the company coming on board, you guys will all be very happy, I think. It's a huge, it, I mean, you've heard of them, right? They have billboards all over Austin, like there's cool ads all over Austin. All of you have heard of this company and it's probably not someone you've seen coming. You're probably thinking like way lower than what they are. You don't, don't think fitness, think way bigger. 
I'm really happy. I'm really proud. But I want to make sure this stays a team effort. I know ads are annoying. That's why I'm going to give you something in every single ad I put on this podcast that you won't be able to get, number one, anywhere else, or number two, anywhere in the episode. With that being said, Ross, welcome back to the Grow Eye Podcast. Thank you, sir. Our first episode, first two episodes, a lot of people loved them and really got a lot of value from them, especially when we were talking about entrepreneurship. And I think what's beautiful is there's other podcasts out there that have covered it, right? Of course. But you and I have really done it from the ground up. I think that's very powerful. Where you and I both started our companies was definitely very, 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 very far from having any sort of silver spoon or no, easy path. No mama's money. No, unfortunately, I didn't get to use any of mama's <laughs> money. Mama don't have much money. Yeah, she's broke. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate you coming back on. If you were sponsoring a podcast, what would be your expectation? Let's say Flavor Gang, and you f- you know find someone you really align with in a podcast. What's your expectation for for what you would receive out of that? I want to know this one for myself too, because there's a lot of people who, because of this podcast, have started podcasts, and all, we all want sponsorships, dude. That's the golden pinnacle. What do you look for? A concept that is so lost. Yeah. And it's the concept of effort. I just want effort. I want high quality, consistent effort. Yeah. Um, and not just like, and we can dive deeper into this. The, the sponsorships, the affiliates, all the discount codes is that whole realm has been extremely saturated and just, just dulled down to the point where if you just put a little bit more effort, you stand out. Because everyone is doing the same shit. So from a company standpoint, I would want just a little bit of effort because it goes so long and it just separates your, if you, if I have 10 athletes on the team, the person that has the most amount of effort will shine through. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's the concept of life. Mm -hmm. Everything you do is just all about effort, effort and attitude. But people don't know what effort is. They don't. We, the last time we did a podcast, the only effort we talked about was training. To you, and then I want to give my opinion, what's effort? Hmm. That word is so thrown around. It is. It's hard because that's a a buzzword. It is. I'll use Martin Fitzwater as an example. I love that guy. He, um, this is just one example. He came out, he took the brownie batter bowl of gains and he, he, so we have a, we have a, um, a recipe for brownies with the brownie batter. Okay. He did not know about that. Okay. okay? So he thought of, Hey, brownie batter brownies. I got to see if I can make this into a brownie. So he took his diet plan and he's took all of his favorite elements of that diet in the bowl of gains. And he came out with his own brownie batter recipe from start to finish, came out with the, the, the ingredients, the macros, the cook time, the preparation, the procedure, and made a nice little video. Really? Yeah. And everyone loved it. And then people see that and they no try it. No if he just did no, it. No, he just did it. Yeah. And I never told him, hey, Martin, you got to make a, nope. you got to make this. It's the, it's the want, the want. And I was talking with um, a potential Flavor Gang new sign up, new athlete. And she was um, saying she doesn't want to be forced to post. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, and I'd want an athlete to want to post. And uh, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but I was giving her 
the explanation of binocular marketing. Okay. And um, I don't understand binocular marketing. Okay. Do you want me to enlighten? I would love to be enlightened. Okay. So in our industry with the coupon codes, the sponsorships, everyone just comes out and says, this is the best shit. Use, (laughs) Use my code. This is the best. This is the best. This, and then they switch companies and it's, it's just always in your face. Buy this, buy this, buy this, take a step back. And if, and my first rule business, uh, analyze competition. If I see every single athlete code funneling this shit in my face all the time, I'm going to say, Hey, maybe I need to do the exact opposite. So what I did was I posted a picture of two products and I didn't say anything about it. Okay. I said a generic comment and the, the products were not in your face. They were just off to the side. And, um, this one person reached out to me, the potential flavoring athlete. She said, Oh my God, I love that product. And I go, so do I, I use it every day. And I love this, 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 she goes, um, where do you buy it? I go, Oh, I'm actually a part of that company. And she's like, Oh my God, do you have a discount code? Yes, I do. Yep. And then it was like, I was like, this is what I want to see from flavor gang. Yep. That interaction. I didn't tell her to buy this. I didn't tell her to buy my code. I wanted her to message me. Yeah. And that effort, the effort of not going for the sale, but going for the interaction. Yeah. That's what I'm sort of looking for. So with binocular binocular marketing, you have to have a product that is well-known. You can't just, is that correct? You can't just throw, let's say I stopped at CVS before we came here and I picked up a body Fortress, you know, supplement. Most people watching this podcast wouldn't know that that was body Fortress. So binocular marketing only works with a well-known product potentially. I'll challenge you on that. Yeah. I think the... In today's age, and we'll talk about marketing a little bit later, I think it's more imperative of the that the person, something about the person is unique mm-hmm. and it's popular and it's special. Mm-hmm. That's what really sells products is that that connection to the person. Yeah. So if I post a picture and I have already sold myself to 20,000 people, they're already fans of me, mm-hmm. this is going to be in the peripheral. Mm-hmm. And I think that Oh, they see I'm a fan of this person. Oh, what's that? That this person uses. Yeah, that I'm a I, fan of. Right. Yeah. He's not telling me what that is, but let me go ask for that interaction. What is that? This is actually a product I use every day in the morning. Helps my digestion, helps my focus. Mm-hmm. Okay. So marketing is a very foreign concept to me. What happens? So let's say, do, it, it, I'm assuming that 20,000 number, that's your number. Yeah, is that your, 22. So yeah. Yeah, whatever. Okay. There's so many people with 300, 400, 500 that don't make any money, that don't get any codes uh, usage, mm-hmm. that don't have any actual relationship with their uh, followers. I hate I calling I actually, I've recently come around to the belief of calling people fans. There's people I'm a fan of. Uh, yeah. I think that's a great terminology to use. So we'll call them fans. You have 300,000 fans, but you can't sell anything to them. So there's people listening to this that they think right now, oh my God, if I had 300,000 followers, that would fix everything. That would be amazing. That would be, no, I can promise you, I have... Uh, if I say what I want to say, I'll give it away. She doesn't care much. I have an assistant coach on my team with the smallest following of my whole staff. And she does, has a better living than man. A lot of them. 
people oh, that have all my than, other staff. Yeah. But anyone who has 500 K 400 K, I mean, an unbelievable living and she's the smallest following of any of them. Smallest interaction on IG, but she has these rabid fans because she has put herself out there so far to educate, to empower, to get you to know her and understand her. She's taking you along for this incredible journey she's on right now. And she's, she's created, cultivated this fan base around that. How would you go about doing that when you're, you're listening to this podcast right now? You're like, well, Ross has 22,000. Justin has 44,000. They have these huge brands that everyone knows. Well, no, they didn't used to. My marketing is so much different than yours. How do you go about brand identity? How do you become Ross, the sauce guy? <laughs> this is such a deep conversation and it's so vague yeah. and so cliche, but I think there's truth in it. The cliche is be yourself. The problem is a lot of people don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. They don't know their identity. They don't know how to, for lack of a better word, exploit their identity or utilize it. It's probably a better word. Um, and <laughs> I was thinking about this in the bathroom today. Some people just don't have it. No, you're right. They're, they just yeah, don't. They, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You coach a lot of bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. I coach a lot of bodybuilders. You can give them any PEDs, any drugs, any diet, any training philosophies, and it just doesn't happen. I know. It just doesn't happen. It's sad. And that's okay. It is. Because we're not all meant to be the same. Yeah. You have to figure out what you're meant here, what you're meant to do here. Yeah. And if it's not selling on Instagram, that's fine. If it's not being a bodybuilder, that's fine. But you have to be yours. You have to find out who yourself is and you have to be yourself. You have to be so vulnerable, in my opinion, to um, allow people to not like you. Yeah. I don't care who doesn't like me. Mm -hmm. I care who likes me. Controversy is good, yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Controversy is great for business. I think controversy puts a line in the sand. It helps develop that identity. I, help, I think it helps develop marketing, um, and it gives direction. Most companies just try to focus on money, yeah. and they try to find – they try to buy everyone. Yeah. And I think that dilutes everything. It, di it dilutes their message, their message statement, their identity, their marketing, everything. And then you end up with these brands that just don't have anything. There's a million supplement companies, and I'm sure you could name four of them, five yeah. of them. Yeah. Why is that? Because they try to do, they just try to do it all. Yeah. The company you're sponsored with. Honed in. Honed in. Yeah. And then capitalized on it. They did one thing. Yep. That one, they did one thing it's and the name. marketing behind it was absolutely spectacular. Now they do 11 things, but all of the marketing is centered around this one thing. And what they do with all of the other items is because what's going to happen. You're going to see this billboard. And when you read the billboard and I, I wish I could say the name, when you read the billboard, you're like, okay, I'm going there right now. I'm going to that website right now. You go to the website. All of a sudden, you're getting educated on the other 11 as well. No, 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 not educated. They're telling you, this is how this will make your life better. Okay. Can you back it up? They sure can. Mm -hmm. They sure can because you're going to start. We've had this conversation. The hard part about a supplement company, we have to believe that your lifestyle is going to change around 
what you're putting into your body. If it doesn't, if you're taking, are you familiar with Ceylon cinnamon? It's like a suit. It's, it has huge uh, insulin effects, very positive insulin effects. Well, if you take that, but you're slamming 400 grams of pasta five times a day, you're not going to get more insulin responsive, right? And then people shit on the cinnamon. And then people <laughs> shit on the cinnamon. It happens all the time. So I think, I, I think what's fascinating to me is to see the people who genuinely and purely just believe in product. The reality is there's a lot of good products. There's a lot of good products in every spectrum that we have here right now. Marketing becomes extremely easy when one, you have trust. Trust over everything. Mm -hmm. One way to develop trust is through controversy and being able to stand your ground and draw that line in the sand too. That's something you and I have done. We've seen our friend John Dorsey uh, be able to do that. There's a lot of people that have been able to withstand controversy and it only builds trust. This is what I believe in. It's the consistency. And, and that line doesn't move. Mm -hmm. Okay. Trust is a big one. And then number two, in my opinion, follow through. Okay. I told you on this podcast to buy this supplement. You went and bought it. You did everything I asked and you went and got your lab work done and nothing changed. You don't feel better. You see nothing. Well, now I'm a sellout. Now, the only reason you're pimping that is because you got paid for it. That's how you lose, number one, trust and follow through. And in my opinion, number three is unique. And what's beautiful about this, we're all unique. Some of us are unique in the fact that we're not going to make it, <laughs> like you were alluding to earlier. Some of us are unique in the fact that Ross somehow is able to make wildly non-politically correct <laughs> notions all over social media that people love, love it. It's hilarious. <laughs> the other day, my comment on your page, I was dying. Dude, I, I was, was dying. dying. And you were like, it's just in just mainly got back from like a fucking acid trip or something. So I forgot what the comment was. It was really. funny, dude. It was funny. Um, you know, I think my unique ability is I'm just very blunt with what I believe in. And I think another unique thing about me is I've made podcasts refuting previous podcasts before because I'm living this grow or die mentality and that's unique. You're challenging your belief system. I'm challenging my belief system, but every time you tune into Justin Mahaley, he's going to challenge you as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like that. All, like 100% of the hate messages I get are from dudes. Every single one is from dudes that are like telling me I'm like a shitty bodybuilder, things like that. And I'm like, well, dude, good thing I'm a bodybuilding coach and just a part-time bodybuilder. <laughs> I don't know. But like, because dudes hate being challenged by dudes. My belief is like, hey man, now look, yeah, there's some, some men that can't challenge me. Cause like, what have you done to deserve that role? If Ross challenges me to something, then like, well, shit, I respect you. But the reality of like Instagram hate, I was talking to Danielle about this because it's grown her from, you know, 33K to 106K in about two months, along with her contents, just freaking insane. I was talking to Danielle about this. These, they wouldn't reach out and take time out of their day if they didn't fear you or respect you. And they do. That's a W. That's a fan. I believe controversy is incredible. But the, 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 the most creative ability you have to expand yourself 
is finding your uniqueness, which is going to take alignment. Like you were talking about that most of these people are freaking lost in the freaking woods. I, I don't even know how you find your unique capability. To be honest, I'm inclined to say, go to therapy, <laughs> work through traumas, understand who you are, mm -hmm. what you want out of life. And, uh, uh, manifest, you know, positivity. I just made a post on that recently. And I was asked a great question on a post about toxic positivity. You believe in toxic positivity? I, what, what do you I think toxic do. positivity is? Yeah, I, I do. And I, I've ranted to myself many times. Yeah. What do you think it is? Um, oh, it's hard to put into words. I have a lot of Instagram, social media influencer people that I am friends with do this all the time. Yeah. It's the, f it's like having yes men. Like yeah. you can do it. You can do it. Just, uh, oh, you had a piece of cake today. Just, you know, like sometimes being positive says is Justin, you sucked yep. on stage. Yep. You are not competing until you are better. Yep. Most people say, oh, wow, Justin's a dick. Yep. No, dude, I care about you. Mm -hmm. I care about your success. So I'm going to tell you the truth. The truth will make you better. Mm -hmm. Listen to me. The truth will set you free. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, and I, most people, in my opinion, need to hear the hard truth. Yeah. I had to do that in my life. Mm -hmm. I had to really get out of this delusion yeah. that I didn't even know was there. And I had to look in the mirror and like, I had to accept the truth. Like, dude, I, I got this, I got these stress issues. Yeah. And the only what all these people around me were telling me these things. I wasn't yeah. listening. Yeah. They were telling me these things because they care about me yeah. and they want to be me to be successful. Yeah. Um, that's what I think is toxic positivity. What about you? I think toxic positivity is when you're reinforcing something that's not there. You're positive about something. that's not taking direction, right? Okay. So we're going to be super positive and optimistic about what 2023 is going to be hold. But the reality is you're in a mountain of debt. You have a low paying job. The last time you learned something was so long. Last time you learned something was on a TikTok reel of Joe Rogan. <laughs> Not like you actually going out and exploring. Last time you had a successful relationship was in high school. What do you mean? That's, you know, you're being toxic to yourself because there's not a lot of positive going on here. No, there's no positivity to it. It's not bound. It's not no. bound to anything. There needs to be something to build on. So there's, yeah. a if there's no foundation. You have no foundation. You're in a mudslide and you're just like, oh, everything's all right here. Nothing to see. Like, um, you know, the, uh, there's the meme of the Joker blowing up the building in Batman and like he's walking away and there's a meme of like, everything's all right. You're not mm -hmm. going to see whatever. Yep. That's toxic yep. positivity. Yep. Now you have a foundation. Hey, your foundation might get flooded. Maybe the mudslide ended up in your foundation, but you have a foundation that is firm. That is a real concrete thing in your life. You can build upon that. You can manifest that to turn into things. And you, you can pause you. Yeah. You can also, when that mudslide hits, but yeah. you have that foundation, you take a step back from that house yeah. and say, okay, maybe I need to reevaluate where my house sits yep. and maybe I can put in some like defense mechanisms on this thing. Change your environment. Yeah. Yeah. To, to prevent this from happening next year. Yeah. But that takes a ton of awareness, self-awareness, people diving inside of themselves. So my issue with the third point there of again, back to the uniqueness, you can't know how unique you are until you actually put the work in. And I think a large issue, not I think, I know, I see it. We all follow a bunch of, we all follow someone who's an influencer. 
every person listening to this podcast follows SIBO, right? How many people's page you go to? And it's like, why are you trying to have the same aesthetic on your IG page as SIBOM? Why are you trying to, everything you do is like falling in line with like what, what this guy does. You're not yourself. You're trying to be mini SIBOM. And in that you've diluted every gift and capability you have. You've diluted it down into this minuscule idea that like, I'm just going to, you know, follow SIBOM's lead and shit like that. Right. Mm-hmm. We follow these influencers and most of them never really asked for it. A lot of people just blow up overnight, right? Mm -hmm. We follow these people and then we just start posting like them. We just start talking like them. We start spreading the same message that they're spreading. We, or you follow an educator. I've seen this happen to me a lot. Like, huh, that post looks familiar. (laughs) Ah. That post looks very, you're not, you're not talking, you're not talking from yourself. You're allowing another voice box to come inside of you and man, demeaning your worth like that. I can promise you people, even on social media are wildly intelligent and they can tell if there's alignment in your message in your life or not. And that's where you get into the toxic positivity of you're not faking it till you make it. You're just faking it because you don't want to be a hunter with yourself. I don't know if this relates to what exactly what you're saying, but I made a comment on a post that you made. I think the first training session we had together. Yeah. The difference between Justin Mahaley and anyone I know, except Dom, my coach Dom does this too. Mm-hmm. Giving credit to where you learn something. Mm-hmm. It is so refreshing because mm-hmm. I have had many interactions with influencers mm-hmm. where we have a personal conversation. They're asking me for advice or directions on something and they absorb everything and regurgitate it out of their fucking fa- mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. Like it's their thought mm-hmm. that is fine. But say, Hey, my buddy Ross helped me with this. Yeah. I got this from Ross. Yeah. That is, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. We learned this in fucking grade school. Literally it's plagiarism. It's literally plagiarism. <laughs> it's yeah. intellectual plagiarism. Yeah. And I respect it so much more when I get tagged on an Instagram post and like I'm reading the post. I'm like, that's funny. Like, you know, this is all me, but they tagged me in yeah. this post and like sharing my thoughts. Whereas oftentimes I dude, I'll just get sent something and someone will be like, I feel like you, you just this. made yeah. a post about yep. that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh boy, we were not clear. And then like, I read it and I'm just like, I'm disappointed. Yep. Or, you know, you know what the best is when it's literally my exact post and they don't even follow me. <laughs> I'm like, what? So you're just popping up on my page. Yeah. Like, get my ideas. Like, uh, I have that Slug Life shirt, and I yeah. had the Slug Life motto. I don't know anyone that has called American Never. Slugs. Never. Okay? And then I'm scrolling on Instagram, and this guy is talking about Slug Life. No I'm like, dude, way. come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so someone's struggling to figure out what their message should be. Actually, I think we should go further back. Say you have a product that you really believe in. And you want to form this message around this product. You're an ambassador for a company, which is something I love. Um, Ambassadorships weren't really around when I was coming up, but I've seen a lot of people prove themselves, you know, um, Revive and Raw had done this a lot with people. A lot of the ambassador program became sponsored athletes because the effort that they're putting in. Okay, someone's an ambassador for Flavor Gain. I I don't think you have sponsored athletes. I think people just like are more ambassadors, right? But good. You want me to answer that directly? Yeah. So we are revamping that whole thing. You got it. Because I want more effort. Yeah. And I want more 
incentives or uh, I don't want to say compensation. I do want compensation, but the, the more, much more than compensation to um, align with the effort. Yeah. So you want it to be all effort driven. Yes. That's, that's what I believe in as well. Okay. You gave us an example of Martin. How do I give effort? I don't know how to make, I don't know how to take this thing and make it whatever. How do I provide effort for you guys? One of my big things for the podcast was actually, that's how I pimped Revive and Raw for those years. Talk about fucking effort. I started a podcast. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. I want to answer this after you. What do you want to see? Someone comes to you and they're like, I, I want to prove myself. What do you want to see? Because right now all we have is Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. We just have the, it's silly Instagram posts. You, you explained binocular, uh, um, why is that word so difficult for me? Binocular marketing. What do you want to see these people give you? Do you want to answer that? Yeah. Okay. So um, in Mexico uh, over Christmas, I had an idea for the same exact thing. Yeah. I started thinking about what was marketing like before Instagram? I was thinking back years and years and years. And then I looked at the food I brought to Mexico. Okay. And guess what the food was in? It was in Tupperware. Yeah. And I said, Tupperware, Tupperware parties. I said, oh my God, I think I have an idea. We can construct this package or this concept of doing sauce parties where they, we ship a thing of sauces and we give them to our athlete and they, hey, hey, come over to my house, bring five friends. I'm going to show you how to make bowl of gains. I'm going to show you my three best recipes I do for meal prep with these sauces. Come over, relax, have some food and try these amazing products. Don't sell them anything. Just want you to taste them. I don't see anyone doing that with anything. I don't see anyone doing that with pre-workouts. I don't see anyone doing that with whey proteins or anything. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think just thinking outside of the box and even maybe going back in time to see how things were done without Instagram, without social media. And I'm going to bring it back to when you were talking about challenging, how people, how you get challenged by guys. Mm -hmm. Honestly, answer this question. How many times have you been challenged in your face? Zero. Zero. Okay. This is the problem with this world now is no one challenges in person. Mm -hmm. I challenged a kid at the gym yesterday. Yeah. You know him. I know him. Yeah. I don't know. I forget his name. I want to say is Ryan. Yeah. Uh, really good, uh, build. I think you and me both told him he should do men's physique. He has a brother too. Matt. Matt. Yeah. Uh, slick back hair. Matt. Okay. Matt. Sorry, Matt. Um, (laughs) so I was doing cable rows and he was doing tricep pushdowns. I said, hey, bro, um, do you mind if I cha-? literally I said challenge you? Yeah. He goes, yeah, sure. What's up? I go, why are you extending your wrist at the bottom of your tricep extension? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, I just I don't know. I just always been doing it that way. And I go, do you know that the wrist has nothing to do with the tricep? <laughs> and then he goes, really? And I go, yeah, I said, think about doing a leg extension or a quad extension. Mm-hmm. If I extend my quad out here yeah. and I just do this with my foot. <laughs> That has no effect. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Yeah. So he goes, oh my God, I, my, my wrists have always hurt by doing this. No way. And um, I think people are afraid to be humans of 1990. Yeah. Like talk to me in person. Yeah. That's effort. Yeah. Uh, the way I do my social media is I refer to everything as, and if I'm open to better names for this, but I call them micro sales. Yeah. 
So my story, I was talking to my buddy, he goes, dude, you post so many fucking stories. I go, dude, it's, it's part of my job. Yeah. It links to everything. Yep. I am trying, I'm selling myself for trust. Yep. So if you look at my stories, I have a plethora of really honest things, mm -hmm. really personal things, vulnerable things, educational things, bodybuilding relating things, straight up stupid things, mm -hmm. a lot of funny things. Mm -hmm. I try to really capitalize on ethos, pathos, and logos, yeah. uh, which is something I actually learned in school. Yeah, um, I learned it in school too, but I forget what is, so ethos is emotions. Ethos is ethics. Oh, ethos is ethics. Yes. Ethos, uh, um, logos is logic. And then, yeah. oh my God, I forgot the other word. Pathos is, uh, yeah. um, that's, I think it's motion. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So those are the three concepts of marketing. Yeah. Of, of arguments. Yeah. You can either argue, argue over logic, emotion, um, or ethics. So how do you blend all those together in synchronicity? Do you, do you actively think about that while you're posting throughout the day? Um, I actively know when I should stop on a certain got it tangent. Got it. Um, but normally it's organic. Yeah. Like, hey, I've had um I I've posted 13 pictures of my ass. Maybe maybe not 14. Yeah. Maybe yeah. bring it back. Yeah. Let me post something educational, but also funny. Like uh I did the um this is what day is it today? Wednesday. Wednesday the fourth. I think yesterday I did a funny but educational post about posing. Yep. About yep. the front relax I with part of the day. That was funny. So it's adding a, a humor is literally how I try to sell everything. Yeah. Because it's the it's the emotion that works for pretty much everyone. Yeah. Everyone loves to laugh and everyone feels better. Yeah. And if you're in that mood, you're like, oh, like I've so many times if you look at um flavor gangs, um Instagram post of when I do funny videos. Yeah. It's holy shit. This made me last made me laugh my ass off. I'm buying this right now. No shit. Yeah, all the time. Fascinating. Yeah, that is fascinating. Because they're buying into a brand and they're yeah. buying into this emotional yeah. um state of dude, this guy is fucking funny. People appreciate when you make them feel something extremely positive too. So I need to adopt this from you because right now my approach is I don't want to say too professional because I think it fits what I'm trying to do, but it, there's not a ton of fun. My fun's all my close friends, right? Like that's where it's funny. But let me challenge you here, Justin. Yeah. I would love to be challenged face to face, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think you need to change that? What, where does the void in your life? The void in my life is that I'm actually a real funny guy. Okay. I don't think people okay. know that side of me. Yeah. Like I definitely say some funny things on the podcast here and there, but and. I'm just like now realizing selling yourself this. short a little bit. Yeah. Because, or like people meet me. This is a comment I get all the time, literally all the time. I hate when people say that. No, I actually get this all the time. I promise I'll meet people at a show out and about whatever. And I, dude, I'm, I, when I meet someone, when I am face to face with someone, I don't care who they are. I will make you laugh. Mm -hmm. And I'm funny and they are, they're rolling. And like a girl or a guy will be like, dude, I didn't know that you had like so much mm -hmm. humor. And I'm like, Oh, Shoot. Like I, so I need to give more. So I, I'm going to take this from you okay. and I'm going to challenge myself. So I want people to just simply know me better. Yeah. Does that make and, sense? Yeah. And I think that what I said earlier is being yourself. Yeah. If you're yourself more, that will allow yourself for more opportunities. Yeah. Hey, I'm Justin Mahaley. I'm super intense, super blunt, super professional. I'm very successful in this bodybuilding realm. 
But since I'm not able to really express my true self, that's going to hold me back from maybe opening up like a daycare yeah, or something, something outside your realm that you're passionate about. Public speaking is a huge okay. thing I want to break into. But when you go to my stuff, it's like, all right, like this is fun for like a minute, two minutes, but like, I don't want to just learn. I want to be entertained. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of, you have to do comedy show very I, soon. I know. I have all my shit written down. Good. It's fucking hilarious. Let's go. The it's open so mic start up in like March, I think it okay. is. But um, I, I, I want to break out of this realm and be able to public speak. Dude, I... I feel like you could throw me in front of 100K right now. And like, I'm, that's why I was talking before this podcast. I get on Joe Rogan. I'm going to kill it. I know. Mm -hmm. I'm going to murder because I, I love public speaking. And I always have. I took a class in college and like day one, it was like, all right, who wants to break the ice? And me. Mm -hmm. It was this huge auditorium, like four or 500 people. Me. I want to break it. And I told everyone who I am. And that was way before I had any confidence in myself, you know, either. Um, but I, I want to incorporate one thing I've never done. I've never sold things. So right now with the mentorship, I'm selling something. You mean, uh, well, you sell coaching, but you're I've talking never, never selling it. Yeah. I've never come to you and be like, hey, buy this from me. I've never done that. It's always been so passive. So with the mentorship, we're having awesome success with it. But it's all really passive. And I just had a conversation with Steven and Tony the other day, and they're like, hey, you need to sell this thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, man, like we're getting real close to a number of sales that we like is a huge deal for us. And so I'm selling you right now on the podcast. Go buy, go buy the um, go buy the mentorship. It's open until January 10th. If you use code grower die podcast, you might just get 15% off. Only here, when it relaunches, it's going up to $899, and I can promise you there's not going to be any discount codes there. Right now, it's $749, Grower Die Podcast, 15% off. I'm not a mathematician, but that takes it down to like 600 bucks. If you have seen inside of this mentorship, you know what's funny? I've asked everyone for feedback. I got an email saying this was way too inexpensive for everything you did, and I was like, I know, I know. How do I make my mentorship more sexy, though? You are amazing at making things. You took, I, I don't, I'm not allowed to say this, but cream of rice. And you turned it into something sexy. That's boring. That's the most missionary thing I ever heard of in my life. A bag of fucking rice. It's a bag of fucking rice. Dude, I am coming. Oh my God. You turned it into a sweat, sex swing <laughs> overlooking have, downtown have, Austin. You have no idea. Okay. So this is January 4th. Yeah. Okay. Valentine's Day. Oh God, here yeah. we go. <laughs> I've been planning this marketing campaign for months and I cannot wait to say this phrase coming. soon. <laughs> What's coming soon is cream pie bowl of games. <laughs> <laughs> and I do not like to use the word best. That's actually a pet peeve of mine in marketing. Yeah. Off side tangent. Yeah. Stop using the word best. Yeah. This is the best fucking flavor we have. Oh, shit. I yes. haven't had it yet. Oh, my God. You got any in the car? I do not. Dude. I do not, I do not but I can bring you I can. Bring I would you love to have some. <laughs> There's so many marketing things we can do with yeah. this. We can go really sexual. We can go yeah. funny. We can go everything. Let's go very sexual. <laughs> yeah. I prefer the very sexual route. <laughs> How did you come up with cream pie? Um, obviously, it's like oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. Mm, um. I don't know cream? how to descri describe it. It's not an oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. It tastes it like a 
like a bucket of cream. I don't know how to describe oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so creamy and velvety and sweet and a little bit of vanilla-y and custardy. Yeah. It's just so good. So, you know what kefir, kefir is? I'm, I yes. think I'm saying that right. I yes. put that in your bowl of gains. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really freaking good mm. in all the flavors. Okay. I do it. It's super good for your digestive yeah. health, obviously. I put it in all the bowl of gains. But that is super creamy and like luscious. Yeah. And like, I'm just, man, I'm just thinking about that in this cream pie. And I'm, that's a, oh, <laughs> so that's gonna we're be going nice. on effort. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to release, hey, let's, let's say we launch our new athlete program by the end of the month. Reach out to all the new athletes, ambassadors, et cetera. Hey guys, we're coming out with a cream pie bowl of gains. Here is some marketing ideas you can do. You can do XYZ with your wife, your girlfriend, or your lover of any gender it's up to you <laughs> here's some things that i'd like to see here's some things that i don't really care for yeah uh just have fun yeah. have fun with this if this if you enjoy this product so much i shouldn't even have to tell you what to do like i have an idea go ahead can i can can, can i do a marketing video for the cream pie bowl of gains sure. I, ha I have a visual you know my girl jill who does all my video mm -hmm. stuff all right you're out front you're out front of my apartment and you can visualize all this I wish, I wish the people could too. And Jill's like with you and you hear me just in there going like moaning, just going nuts in there. Right. And you like, you like walk in, you're like, like Justin, like this is, this is what time we were supposed to hang out? all this. And you just like turn the corner into my kitchen and I'm just taking a bite. It's all over me. And I'm just taking a bite and just screaming mm -hmm. every, I, I would love to do that. That would be hilarious. I would love to do that. And it would be effort. It would be effort. Yeah. I'm not even a flavor gang athlete. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be. Have to be. <laughs> okay. So you, we, we know the cream pie situation, but you made how many things are called brownie batter? If you go into HEB right now, there's 50 things called brownie batter. Yeah. You made it so appealing to people. Uh, so something that you did, one thing you did, and it was hilarious. When I first started following you and knowing who you were, everything was, it sucks. The salt sucks. Mm -hmm. The rice sucks. Everything sucks. Now it's it's not that anymore. Like I hardly ever see you say that. Yeah. It's only with the OGs yeah. that like you say that. What? You 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 took this rice, okay, cool. Now you need to sell it to people by not selling it. Did you do Tupperware parties? What's that? Did you do Tupperware parties? I did How'd not. you get it out? How'd you get it out there, dude? Um, I just had people try it. It's it's really that simple. I don't know if I told you the story, John Dorsey Goom. Yeah, when he first had my bowl of gains yeah. and the sauces, he goes, dude, no one. We'll buy this for 16 fucking dollars. What are you talking about? And a bag of rice for $25. And I go, John, just taste it. I know you're, you're the most honest person yeah. I've ever known. Yeah. So he, I ship it to him and he calls me. He goes, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I went to every single grocery store to try to find a sauce that paired. Yeah. They were all $10 cheaper and they all sucked. Yep. I'm like, you just did this. Because yep. if I love it and I'm extremely honest, everyone's going to love it. Yeah. Um. What was the what was the question? How did you make brownie batter? Wasn't that your first flavor? For, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you make that so appealing to people? And and actually, I want to add on that a little. Okay. Bit. I didn't try it for a long time. Most people don't. Yeah, I was watching you. I had known you. I I yeah. met you. I yeah. helped you with the shredded saint situation. I I didn't try it forever, and then one day it was just like I've had enough. Mm -hmm. I have to give it a go. But you made it just so appealing. 
dude. Beyond, because people are buying $25 bags of rice. Mm -hmm. That's expensive. But once you have it, you can't go back. I I knew that. I knew my confidence. I knew my shit was so fucking good. Okay. That it changed my life. I'm like, I cannot eat anything else. And I know that once people taste it, they will be in a mental dilemma. Yeah. Fuck. Now I have a fucking bill. And I'm like, this is like, I wanted to make something. I wanted to make our supporters dependent on it. And I wanted them to fall in love with every single thing. I wanted them to fall in love with myself, the brand, the products, the marketing, our customer service, everything. I wanted to do that. And I wanted it to all justify, hey, I'm supporting a small business. I'm supporting a bodybuilder. I'm supporting this guy that is so open with all of his issues and everything. Do people care about that? I think they do. I think there is um, a segment of population that do. And I think they're the very loyal, loyal people. Mm -hmm. And then I think there's people that just like it and will just buy it. Mm -hmm. And there's no problem with that either. Dependency. You talk about dependency. It brings up the Coca-Cola, you know, situation. I'm sure we all understand or have heard the conspiracy theory Mm -hmm. that I'm not sure it's much of a conspiracy theory because there's been a lot of, I mean, until I see someone with my eyes, it's difficult to believe things, but there's been a lot of uh, things that have added up to maybe Coca-Cola did used to put some cocaine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was how they, they treated their plants or something. Something that was like something. that. Um, so you believe that you believe they did. I, th- that? I think it's actually true. Yeah. I believe they were talking about on Joe Rogan one time, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't uh, think they, they were pouring cocaine. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. It wasn't like that. No, it was something with the leaves. They were using something extracting yeah. I don't something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, can I go back to that question and yeah, answer directly? Yeah. Yeah. About the brownie batter. Yeah. Analyze the competition. Everyone has brownie batter flavors. I wanted to make brownie batter. Mm-hmm. You can if you open up a bag of fucking uh, store bought brownie mix mm-hmm. and look at mine, it looks mm-hmm. like fucking brown. You can make brownies out of this. Mm-hmm. This is, you're eating brownie mix. Mm-hmm. You're eating brownie batter. You're not eating a cereal that tastes like brownies. That's what I wanted to make. The cream pie, it's not a cereal that tastes like cream pie. It is a bowl of, cr- it, it's seriously like fucking cream. Incredible. Like a bowl of cream. Yeah. The peaches and cream, I wanted it to taste like you're eating just like literally like a melted peaches and cream. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Those, the Grammys candy. I wanted it to be an edible form of those little fucking weird candies. Your grandma's has. Yep. That's what, that's, that's you the, nailed it. Yeah. By the way, that that's fire. I know. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. That one's fire. <laughs> they all are. Yeah. The, the strawberry one blows my mind mm-hmm. though, because I don't like strawberry artificial flavors. That, that is fire. Mm-hmm. It's really freaking good. Okay, so you have a product that you believe in. There's a there's an underlying point here that's extremely important. I was just having a conversation with Dom Kuza yesterday. We're gonna be we're gonna be collabing on something really cool together, and uh, it's it's gonna be um, this whole blood work rundown for coaches. So essentially, what we're creating is um, you're gonna be able to purchase this, um, or we're gonna do it in seminar format, and you're gonna be able to basically diagnose whatever's going on in the blood work, 
following these flow charts and things mm. of the like, right? Uh, I hope I'm not sharing too much, Dom, but it's going to get people excited for it. <laughs> we, there's nothing like that. So like low iron levels. Yes. This, low this, iron this, levels. This, this, this. Like, are they on birth control? Yes, no. Where's cortisol? You know, we're going down this whole yeah, flow chart. That's cool. It's going to be really dope. He's put a ton of effort into it. He's bringing me in at the end to like do, you know, my part, but it's really cool what he's done. We both made comments probably three or four times yesterday on the phone that this won't drop until it is perfect. The mentorship. I could have dropped it four weeks sooner than I did. A lot of people were mm, uh, upset in my DMs like, dude, it's the day after Christmas. I, I, I understand that. This is the first day it's been perfect. And that's why it's dropping right now. Oh people are in this huge rush to put things out. Oh, I, I have to get this done. I, I have to put this. This, this thing out there has to get out there to what deadline? Mm -hmm. What, what is your deadline to put out an imperfect product? I have a friend, Mike, who went to dinner last night. We were at dinner. I was talking to him about some professional happenings going on. And he said, there's a protein powder that I had from this company. And I'm, I'm, I, I understand the company quite well. And he said, they, they put it out. I had it and it tasted like chalk, it wouldn't mix. It wasn't peanut butter flavored whatsoever. It was awful. The protein's come a very long way since then. It actually tastes pretty good now. He had that one experience, and he will never, never try to try them again under any circumstance. There's no deadline other than the deadline for when your work is satisfactory. The issue is we get rewarded for B's and B pluses throughout school, which, hey, I was a C-plus student, dude. But I had to learn what A-plus was in life, in real, real world. We, we put out these things that aren't complete or aren't done, and you expect people to buy, and you expect people to refer, and you expect you know, all of this to happen. That's not how sales works. Sales work, marketing works, because the product is something that it doesn't matter if you fucking believe in it. Does it is it actually doing what you intended for it to do? Is this actually helping people? Dude, we poured 25 weeks into the freaking mentorship. Me, Tony, Emily, every single day, seven days a week on my show day for my competition in between prejudging and finals, I was making mentorship content. You listening to this, people? We couldn't stop. We, we, we couldn't stop. It had to be perfect. It's dropped. We have over 100 sales. And I have all these emails and messages of people like, this has changed my life. Life. Justin, I got a question for you. I have an answer. When was the last time you took two days off <laughs> of no work? That hasn't happened in 10 years. Okay. I asked myself the yeah. same question. Yeah. That nine, hasn't happened in 10 years. Monday to Friday, nine to five, weekend off. When was the last time? No. Yeah. That, that no. doesn't exist. It's right now. I would love to tell people about this. Actually, it's been highly requested. Everyone's been asking me. It's been very highly requested. You know, my daily routine. 5.04 a.m., my hatch goes off. You familiar with the hatch? Mm -hmm. The hatch is a uh, like waking system. It's a night uh, time sleeping make noise maker. But the light mimics the sun. There's also a light in the evening that mimics the sun going down. Yeah, I use obviously just the one in the morning because when the sun goes down outside, I just turn all my lights off in my house. Okay. I wake up to a sunlight at 5.04 in the morning. It builds wow. up slowly. This builds up over 15 minute time. So it starts at 4 49. 5 04 a.m. The noise also switches. 
to a noise that I chose. It's like a waterfall. And that's when I wake up. My room is as bright as the sun. That starts your cortisol response. You start creating melatonin, things like I go in, turn my bathroom lights on, start my whole thing. I'm on the elliptical by 520. I walk to lifetime, elliptical 520, 30 minutes. I'm in the sauna at 550, 20 minutes, 610. No coffee shops open till 7 a.m. I sit down at lifetime, 50 minutes of work. I walk to a coffee shop, three hours of work, 10 a.m. I walk home, take Peyton out. I make my meal. I go train. And every single day after I train, I have either podcasts, body appointments, like Cairo, massage, whatever. I have all that going on. As soon as I'm done, I go home and I have one hour of stingent work. That is whatever needs to get done. If, it, if WhatsApp's handled, it's emails. If emails, WhatsApp's handled, it's mentorship. If all these things are handled, it's inquiries. Whatever. There's one hour of work. I take Peyton on an hour-long walk, and we that's the highlight of my day. It's the favorite part mm-hmm. of my day. I come back, another one hour of work. Just didn't, no distractions, nothing. Around that time, it's usually about 5.30, and I'm like, all right, it's time to decompress and chill out for the day. Mm-hmm. Like That was a lot. Sun goes down, lights go off, last meal two, two and a half hours before bed, in bed, nine p- sleeping by 9 p.m., in bed by like 8.45, sleeping by 9 p.m. Next morning, 5 a.m. The weekends, I get one extra hour of sleep. Why? Because the gym opens one hour later, so it's not <laughs> open when I would normally get up. Every single, I don't miss. I don't miss a thing. So when you're asking me, and I know you're similar, when you're asking me, when's the last time I took two days off, people People think they deserve off time. This might be a lot of information, but we just did over $4 million this year in my companies. And let me tell you, that is super dissatisfying. I still Mm -hmm. feel poor. I still Mm -hmm. feel completely impactless. I still feel like, wow, there was a lot left in the tank. I'm like, let's go get 10 this year. Why can we not two and a half times? You know what two and a half times takes? That takes two and a half times more of me. Rest. Mm -hmm. Days off. I was working on Christmas. Yeah, same. I, went, I left my New Year's party at 1 a.m. to go home to get to bed so that I could go to the gym at and 7 a.m. And I saw you. You, you saw, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was at the gym at 7 a.m. and I was working immediately when I was yep. done with cardio. And every day, and Ross, people don't understand. So earlier, I asked you what effort was. I didn't get to answer. I didn't, I didn't bring it back. That's effort. Are you willing to do that? Not for one day. Not for two days. Yeah. I do this. I do this. This mm-hmm. is my lifestyle. Yep. That is effort to me. Yep. So many things to say here. Yep. I'm going to just shout them out here. The problem with your lifestyle is that people don't want to do that. You have to want to do it. I didn't want to do it either, but I realized where I'm at right now in life is not sufficient. Yeah. And when I started doing that, I started winning. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking bodybuilding W's. Yeah. I'm talking life. winning. Yeah. I'm winning in real world. Yeah. yeah. Not Instagram or on bodybuilding stage. Yep. Continue. Um. No day, the fucking quote, no days off. Everyone uses that and no one really knows what that. So I was like, I posted, I was on vacation in Mexico. Yeah. I worked the entire time yeah. and they're like, why are you working? You're on vacation. I'm like, first oh off God. work. And then I went on a tangent. Work is such a, um, it has this negative connotation. Like, Oh, if you love what you do, you shouldn't be working a day in your life. I'm like, dude, I work all fucking day and I love it. Yeah. I love accomplishing things. Being busy. Yes. I love being busy. I, I told Elena today. I was like, I can be, I'm so fucking busy right now. And all I can think about 
is being more busy. Yes. Like I want to do all these things and then I want to do all these, per- I want to fucking go stand up. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And then I like, I just want it. Oh. I want it. Um, side. I want to go back to a story about the, um, the protein powder. Yeah. Because it ties everything that you've been saying today. And we've been saying yeah. about trust, about waiting for the right when, when products are perfect. So trust morals, ethics, your identity, um, waiting. Okay. And then a, a concept that I want to talk to you, uh, after the podcast is a concept of not allowing people to examine your company or examine your life. Don't give them the opportunity to pry. What do I mean by that? So some quote unquote drama in my flavor gang company, everything's resolved. We've launched a ranch sauce. Okay. We didn't officially launch it because there was an issue with the label. Okay. The macros on the label were wrong. That is a big issue. That is a, for me, that is a huge fucking issue. If I were to, I totally knew this. I said, if we were to launch this ranch, first off, I'm lying to every fucking one. This, um, I, I look up to a guy named Patrick bet David. I don't know if you know. Who yeah. Yeah. He's fantastic. He made a post. He said, um, you could have 400,000 interactions with an individual and you fuck up one time you've erased every single thing. So don't give an opportunity for that to happen. So I told Elena, we're not doing this. This is going to destroy my reputation. It's going to allow some asshole to, you know what? There's no way this ranch is 15 calories. Let me go submit it to a lab before you know it. We get a letter in the mail or even worse, a goob. Yep. Yep. <laughs> says, Hey, yep. this fucker, this, no way this is, this doesn't even make any sense. How is this, this? And, uh, so we adjusted and we said, you know what? We have all these sauces. I am not launching it. I'm not going to destroy this fucking brand over money. I don't care about the fucking money. I care about my customers, I care about my fans. I care about the supporters. I care about my, my values. We're going to just going to give it for free. We're going to give it for free and we're going to redo the label properly under my watch. Mm-hmm. And we're going to launch it later yeah when it's ready yeah we had an individual that disagreed with all that and said no we need to make money i go oh oh gone fired. gone fired. immediately yep, gone um i just wanted to share that story that's a very powerful story um you know that it, that's so powerful for two reasons number one most people would never do that no you know what's going on with alpha elite right now yes they oversold yes they, oh, of course, you know what's going on with Alphalete. They oversold. They can't fulfill all these orders. And they're not, no one can hear from anybody. It's it's a difficult situation. I, I don't want to speak negative. I'm not trying to speak negatively. It's more so awareness, I suppose. Pete, there's going to be someone who used, who bought that sauce who was like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Number two, do you know the cake pops? A factory? Yes. They're not, they're not close. There's no way. To the macros. I've wanted to know you take one bite of that and you're like, no, yes, yes. Yes. You can tell Mm -hmm. at some point it's not going to be me at some point. Someone's going to be like, Hmm, because people are prepping on those things. I had athletes of mine prepping using those things. This is the dilemma here. Now you lost all the trust. And if I'm, I told Elaine, I go, people already say this is too good to be true. 
And which is I, which is what I wanted. Exactly. I wanted them to say, there's no fucking way. Yeah. But I fucking swear to God it is. Yeah. Look at all these datas. Look at, yeah. look at this. Challenge it. Go Send ahead. Send it in. Send it Go in. Go ahead. Because we work with the FDA. Yeah. April. Yeah. The moment you allow someone to, you know what? I'll take that challenge. Yeah. And then boom, it's 40 calories under. Yeah. The label. Yeah. Dude, you're fucked. Fuck. You're so fucked. Yeah. One stupid decision. Especially when you're a small business. Yeah. It's not like Kellogg. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Kellogg's not, Kellogg's going to get out of it. Yeah. Flavoring is not getting out of that. No. Um, and, but the integrity that you operate with, there's something I fully believe in here. There's this little thing I've never even told you about. I, I'm not sure I've told anyone about this. Uh, Danielle's seen me do it. So there's times I take my dogs out and one of them will poop and I don't have a poop bag. I feel like trash. You know what I always do? I will walk my ass around Austin to find a fucking poop bag or a napkin at a restaurant or anything. I will walk my ass back to where my dog took a shit and I don't care how far it is. And I will pick that thing up off Mm -hmm. the sidewalk. You know what else I do? I'll pick up trash. I'll toss it away. I'll pick up other people's dog poop and and toss it away. Why do I do that? No, it's not because I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a good person. I wish because I just simply believe in the power of, hey, I had world's back, so the world's going to have my back when I need it. And you know what's interesting, Ross? I've been doing this for about, I started about a year and a half ago when I was in a real low spot in my life. I, that's when I started doing these little practices. And it's, it's habit stacking, it is. But it's just interesting how my life is elevated so fast. And no, it's not because it's one thing. It's not because I wake up at 5.04 and go to bed at 8.45. It's all of these things culminating together, but there's going to be a time you did the right thing. You could have sold those for profit. You could have made 10, you know, whatever your revenue would have been in the tens of thousands of mm-hmm. bucks from them. Yep. You sacrificed all that. Yep. There's going to be a time in your company because companies work in ebbs and flows. Even Nike, Nike has quarters that they don't do well. You're going to meet a time where your company's not doing well. And you have something come to you that is a thought that is completely game-changing and gets you back where you want to be. That's how I believe this world works and like the karma within this world. Mm -hmm. You did the right thing. Most people don't do the right thing because people believe profit over everything, money over everything, revenue, bottom line over everything. And that is not how we operate. You want to have a successful business. You want to have trust. You want to have brand identity from people. You want to have follow through with people. You want to see how unique you can be. Be the best fucking person you can possibly be. Period. End of discussion. Final thoughts. Any closing thoughts well, you have to leave I, here? Yes. Just one little story. Yeah. I love your stories. Please. <laughs> so this happened yesterday. So long story short, we did a Black Friday deal. S- similar to Alphalete, but not our fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use a ship station company and there was a major glitch in the system. Okay. We had almost 300 orders Black Friday. Justin, all of them got randomized. Wrong order to the wrong person. Okay. We shipped them all out. And then we started getting emails. Hey, where's my package? Uh, What are you talking about? This is your, this is your tracking. That's not where I live. What do you mean? Another email. Another email, another email, dude, horrible, horrible, horrible. That's a nightmare. It was a fucking nightmare. 
It's still in Mexico. It's a, yeah, and it's still a nightmare right now. Me and Steven were on the phone for three hours yesterday, having to um, validate all these things. Oh no! To make sure that they're all right. It was so annoying. Oh no! So, anyways, so I'm, I post this on my Instagram story, and some guy said, "Hey, dude, this happened to me on Black Friday. I bought um, seven hundred dollars worth of cream of rice, a bowl of gains from you guys. It was shipped to someone else. Okay, so he was like, you guys." told me it was shipped to you and it wasn't. You guys fixed the problem and sent me that same order to to me. Yeah. So you guys did the right thing. I said, uh, I think his name was Larry. I said, Larry, companies do this all the time. They have a decision, a short-term loss mm -hmm. or a long-term gain. Mm -hmm. I just lost all the product for that someone randomly got $700 worth of bag of bowl of gains. If I got that, I'd send it back. Cause you did the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. It, no, no way I'd accept that. Not one person. That's besides wow. the point. So that loss, we had to repay for the shipping and then repay the labor, repay the material costs uh, or the cost of goods and repay for the, everything to ship it back to the right person. That pains me. Yeah. It was hard. Horrible. I am so sorry. I had no <laughs> idea you were going through yeah, that. And yeah. you show up and you're smiling and you're happy today. Because I know, because yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's a shitty situation, yeah. but you can, there's always positivity yeah. that can come out of this. An yeah. actual positivity. Not toxic. Not toxic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, we uh, got destroyed by this shipping system uh, error. Um, we need to resolve all these issues. Yeah. Please contact us. Yeah. We don't care. We need to fix this. How close are you to being done? Um, I think there's like 40 emails left wow. to wow. go through. <laughs> I'm so sorry you're experiencing that, but you handle it again. You handle it the right way. There's going to be a situation that comes back around and it manifests for you in a way greater return. She's yeah. one of those challenges. Yeah. We, we could have kept the profit. Absolutely. But we would have fucked over everyone yeah. that we, that's, that brought us. You would have lost all those people. Yeah. Never yeah. would have bought again. Doesn't matter how good the product is. Yep. Never would have bought again. Yep. Ross, thanks for coming on, dude. I thanks appreciate so. you. I, I know you'll be back on soon with more great conversation. Uh, until next time, y'all. Peace.